Welcome to episode 18 of the Expressions Podcast. This week we are talking to Cassandra Lee, a policewoman and a co-owner of HQ Fit Studio. Cassie, you are a policewoman and I've known you forever and never when I knew you when you were a little kid did I think you'd be a policewoman. So that's that's pretty awesome in itself. But beyond that, you also opened up your own studio, fitness studio. And with all the trials and tribulations of COVID, I'm sure you've got a lot of amazing stories to talk to us about. Um, oh, but yeah. before we do that, before we get into all of that stuff, I just want to say hi to Aurora. Hey, how you doing, Aurora? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, how about you, Brian? I'm good. We're two people down to this week. Uh, Mark has family visiting and Ryan, uh, I think he knew you were a police officer and just didn't want to be here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably not the case. He's He's got other things he had to do tonight. But <laughs> um, All right. Okay. So I am super excited because uh, for, for those of you who don't know, uh, when I was younger, I lived in Oshawa. And I was uh, living in the house of my manager, uh, Dwayne Lee, and I was working selling stereos. And Dwayne had a little baby uh, named Cassie, and that's who has turned into this person right here. So there's like, how many years have gone by since then? 25, 26, something like that, 25 years? Easily, yeah. yeah. Easily. Um, so uh, I, I really appreciate you being here on the podcast tonight. Uh, you've got a pretty great story to talk about with all of your passions and they have become your day-to-day -day lifestyle. And that's really what this whole show is about, you know, talking to people who are creative. Awesome. Um, I actually, uh, I did some sales training a while ago. Uh, the guy named Brian Tracy does sales training. And I learned a lot of stuff from some of the things he said. And one of the things he said was um, creativity comes in all forms. It, you, even just driving home after work, you're using creativity to find alternate routes and, you know, to get yourself home faster, save gas or whatever you do when you're driving. Um, so creativity is in so many different forms and you have found your, your creativity and your passions in helping other people better themselves as well as yourself. We just talked a few minutes ago before I hit record that, uh, you know, you just love the feeling for yourself as well of working out and getting fit. But maybe Cassie, you can give us just a brief history of how it went from little baby Cassie it's big to uh, <laughs> a police officer and then into the fitness studio idea. Just a brief history. Oh gosh, of how that's, is that going to be, that's going to be a while. <laughs> just <a brief> history. <laughs> well, I know it's 25 uh, years, brief history of 25 Cassie. years. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll just like kind of fast forward to high school time. So I guess after high school, I wanted to be a teacher originally. Um, I ended up getting into Brock University. So I went there for a year and it was about, I don't know, three quarters through the school year. And I, I had always like side on the side, wanted to be a police officer. It was always a thought, but then I just thought like, oh, my parents won't like it or, you know, it's a dangerous profession and all that kind of stuff. But then I was in school to be a teacher and I was like, I don't enjoy this like at all. Right. So I just felt like I was more like a number there and rather than an actual person. So I, uh, I finished the year off at university and then I applied to college. I ended up going to Durham College in Oshawa for police foundations. And then after police foundations, I took a graduate certificate program uh, called Advanced Law and Enforcement, uh, sorry, Advanced Law Enforcement Investigations, took that. And then I was um, a child and youth worker with uh, young troubled teens um, and at-risk youth uh, for about two and a half years 
after college. Um, I ended up getting the job actually through um, my placement that I did for Police Foundations. Um, and uh, yeah, I really liked that job. Um, but, you know, we were dealing with police officers in and out of the homes all the time, the group homes. And I was looking at them thinking like, that's what I want to do. Um, so I ended up... Uh, uh, after two and a half years, I applied originally to Toronto Police, and uh, they weren't hiring at the time. They were going through some kind of a hiring freeze or something like that. Uh, so then I applied to the OPP, and it took me a year and a half uh, to get on to the service. Um, and actually, it's kind of funny. When I was at Police College for the Ontario Provincial Police, Toronto Police called me and said, we'd like to offer you a job as a police constable. I said, sorry, like I, I just literally got hired I'm at I'm at the college now for OPP and they said that's too bad but uh, oh. I said well everything happens for a reason right so um yeah it was pretty wild so uh they sent me actually to Halliburton Ontario for the first uh I guess I was there for two years of my career um it was it was okay up in Halliburton but it's kind of like cottage country right in the winter time it's pretty dead but uh the summertime like the the population quadruples so it was pretty crazy and you're working with the same amount of people you were working when there was like like quarter of a population right so mm -hmm. um and in 2014 i moved to aurelia um bought my first house and i've been in aurelia as a police officer for uh well six years now uh, actually almost seven i guess so i've been a police officer for 10 years as of last august so that awesome. was uh pretty wild or sorry this august coming up yeah it's um it's been a long time coming, but uh, yeah, so next August would be 10 years. Um, and, uh, but right now I'm on mat leave. So I just had my first son last January, 2020. And then surprise, surprise, uh, we had another one on the way uh, last year. So he's now with us and he was born April 27th. So I've been dealing with uh, two kids <laughs> under two, <laughs> um, but luckily I'm on mat leave. So, um, and then we've also been, uh, on top of all that, um, my fiance and I opened our own fitness studio um, out of our basement, actually, uh, in 2018. So uh, we opened it up. Originally, we called it Homework Fit Studio, um, and we were planning. We got our CanFit Pro certifications for personal training, and we just thought, like, we had always been asked at the gym when we were working out, oh, do you guys train anyone? Are you, like, available to train, personal train? And we're like, no, 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 like, we don't have a certification. But people look at you, like, when you know what you're doing, they, they want to ask for help, naturally, because they like the way you look or they want to look a certain way or something like that. Um, so then uh, we got our certifications, got a loan from the bank. And we literally turned our basement, which I'm in right now, actually. Now it's like an office space and it's not colored purple and turquoise anymore. <laughs> but uh, it's, uh, we, we had it all finished and we started our own gym, like a well personal training studio out of our basement. And uh, we weren't too busy at first, um, but then as soon as the word got out, we had a couple clients and as soon as, you know, like, and we were pretty big on social media too. Um, like I liked, I love Instagram, so I'm always on it promoting our business. Um, so uh, we ended up uh, getting really big for the space and we were getting way too busy. So when I was on my first mat leave, like I'd have about six or seven hours of clients a week. 
And Jordan sometimes would have like 50 or 60 hours of clients a week. So we were just getting way too big for our space. And uh, one of our clients had opened up uh, or was planning on opening up a supplement store called Boss Supplements. Um, and we ended up talking one one night and we thought, wouldn't it be cool to open like a hybrid supplement store, personal training studio, like a two in one kind of deal? And, you know, that idea quickly became a reality. So um, the four of us bought in together. We're all co-owners now. And we named the new studio HQ Fit Studio. And we are now attached to Boss Supplements um, Incorporated. Uh, so it's been it's been a wild ride. It's been super yeah. exciting, though. Uh, we just opened up in February this past year. Uh, the two businesses together. Um, but prior to that, we were open uh, in our basement um, from October 2018 to just this past January 2020 or 2021. So yeah, that's kind of where I am now. <laughs> amazing, amazing. Um, <laughs> as far as opening a studio goes, is it really just as easy as you had the idea and you just set up your basement? I mean, I, I've tried to do things in my house, like even setting up a simple <laughs> studio for photography is, is such a yeah. challenge. I mean, what, what were some of yeah. those hurdles that you had to get through for that? Well, originally, like, the basement was literally a shell, like it was an, a new construction house. So we had to do a complete finishing of the basement. Um, so we put, you know, we put in the rubberized floor, the mats, um, we had an area for a consultation, we called it the consultation nook. Um, and then we had to put a bathroom in and we ended up putting an extra shower. So, I mean, when all that's said and done, you're spending already like $40,000 on finishing a basement, right? And our contractor that we had, I won't name names, but he was absolutely horrible. So we were going oh, no. through a nightmare with that. Like construction took probably two months longer than it actually should have taken. Um, but anyways, that's besides the point. So that was one hurdle to begin with. But now our basement is like not painted. It was painted purple and turquoise for the studio before. Um, but now it's gray. So it's just a plain basement now. But uh, it's pretty surreal to come down here sometimes. It's pretty wild because, um, yeah, there you go. There's the purple and turquoise. There you yeah. are. And yeah. Uh, yeah, and then um, once we opened, we it, a big challenge was um, just getting our name out there at first, right? So we started an Instagram page. Originally, it was um, homework underscore double or homework FS or something like that. That was our original Instagram page. Um, and like I was fairly new to doing like a business aspect to a, a Instagram. I had my own personal Instagram at the time, but I had never done it, you know, ads and stuff like that. So. A friend of mine introduced me to Canva, which is like an app you can use to make ads and stuff like that. So we started using that. And then I used Vistaprint for business cards. Um, and then, yeah, we just, we had a grand opening. So this was prior to COVID, obviously. This is from 2018 when you could actually have like gatherings of people. <laughs> um, so yeah, we had a big uh, grand opening and a lot of our friends came and then it just like, you know, you get your friends to kind of push what you're selling or whatever, and they put it out there. And I, um, I actually started my own boot camps. Um, so with boot camps, uh, they would be about four to six people down in the basement here, and I would just do like high interval, high interval intensity training. I would do circuit training, weight training, like a whole bunch of things with the ladies, and we'd blast the music down here. I would dance on the side. 
Uh, I love dancing, not good at it, but I love it. Um, so anyways, <laughs> we did that. And then like every night I would have boot camp, I would do Instagram um, boomerangs at the time and of the people working out. And slowly but surely, like the following of boot camp ladies was insane. It started with like, you know, a couple girls, like two or three, then it was like doubled that, doubled that. And before I know it, I had about 30 dedicated boot camp ladies that would come like almost every night to my boot camp, so it was amazing. I loved it, and that's kind of like how we got out there in that sense. And then Jordan was just so busy with his um, personal training clients, and then you know when word of mouth gets out and people see results of people and they hear good uh, the good feedback about us, then you know we just got we, we got really busy really quick. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and we won um, Reader's Choice of 2020 for best uh, personal training. Best personal training, best boot camp, and I think there was another one too. I forget what the third one was, but yeah, it was, so that was pretty exciting. <laughs> That's, That's so awesome! Cool. Congratulations. Um, Thank the boot you. camp. Who Thank who are you, you catering to? Like, who is your usual customer that you would have come through? Um, are we talking honestly, younger people, older people? Ages... Yeah, like we've had ladies here that are sixty-five years old. Um, so anywhere from 16 to 65, I'd say. And the 65-year-olds, you're like, holy crap, you are giving her. Like, they are looking good, right? And uh, so, yeah, we'd have a mix of girls in here. We've had a couple guys come in, um, one of the girls' boyfriends. And I make fun of him all the time because he said he didn't want to come back because there's too much cardio. So I guess some guys don't like to do cardio, right? So um, Some guys? But, yeah, he couldn't even keep up with his girlfriend. I found it hilarious. <laughs> some guys. <laughs> Sometimes some I like to run stuff, you know, but but when it comes to the gym guys, most guys don't like cardio. <laughs> it's all about getting big. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, Jordan, uh, your fiance, he's a big guy. He's yeah. he's yeah. quite fit. I've seen some yeah. photos and some of the workout regimens that you guys do, and I think it would be a bit intimidating, you know. Like <laughs> I'm a, I'm an older guy now. I want to get fit. I want to yeah. learn how to do it. And, like yeah. what kind of uh, what kind of services do you guys have for people? Excuse me, <clears throat> that are a little bit older who may have like issues with shoulders or things like that. Is is that something you guys have to worry about? Yeah, for sure. So in our initial consultation with our clients, our initial session with them, we always go over um, any kind of uh, injuries they have or. Um, any kind of like diagnosis or something that would hinder them in some way while white weightlifting or um, while in the gym in some in some fashion, right? So um, there's a couple of Jordan's clients that have had you know knee issues or back issues or like you like you name it, right? Like one of his clients has um, uh, a sciatica. I had really bad sciatica once. Mm. Uh, and I had really bad tennis elbow. So you kind of like get to know people's injuries and, and stuff like that or, or, or hindrances that they have because of their age or whatever reason. Um, and you kind of just work around that. So, and also a lot of the injuries that people have, if they strengthen another part of their body, those injuries will essentially go away in time. So, which is really interesting like that we've learned over this whole process too, is that, you know, say if you have a lower back issue, that that could be because like your glutes aren't strong enough or your legs aren't strong enough. So your lower back is always like you're either slouched forward or kind of like leaning back. So we've learned a lot about, you know, postural assessments here and and how you can really help someone become better um, physically. Um, like and it's just like it's changed people's lives. And that's one of my favorite parts about this job is like it's I'm just so passionate to 
see people change in every way, physically, mentally, emotionally. It's pretty incredible to watch. I, I absolutely love it. I can't get enough. <laughs> Um, one of the things that we really focus on is the mental health side of um, our worlds as creators and so on. And I know I'm, I'm going to keep calling you a creator because you are thinking about great, like the boot camp idea and yeah. all the little workshops that you run. And that's all being super creative. Um, as far you. as the mental health side of things go, do you have a lot of people that come through there who are drawn to fitness for improving mental health and things like that as well? Absolutely. I would say that that's probably one of the bigger reasons why people get in. That's why I got into fitness originally. Um, it's just because I'm a police officer and, you know, on a day to day basis, you're saying you're seeing everyone at their worst. Right. No one's calling the police because they're having a good day. Right. They're always calling because it's their their version of the worst day of their lives. Right. So potentially. Um, so, you know, you go through you see a lot and you hear a lot and there's a lot of negativity on the job. Um, so. I found fitness and it just, it changed my life, honestly. Um, I just feel, I, like I can't even explain it. It's like pure bliss when I'm working out. I can put my headphones on. Right now I'm really into metal. You'd be proud of me, Brian. <laughs> I'm really into like death metal right now when I work out. I don't know why, it just really gets me fired up. Um, wow. So I've been listening, yeah, I've been listening to like Bohemoth and Cannibal Corpse and like you name it, right? Like even some like Russian death metal bands. It's crazy, but <laughs> I, uh, it's nuts. Well, that, you, you're that, probably like shaking your head right now. Like, no, yeah. no, that that comes straight yeah. from Uncle Dana. I'm telling you right now. That's, that's <laughs> probably, Dana's influence yeah. on you. Yeah. 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 Um, her father's yeah. brother, Dana, used to be in death yeah. metal bands and very famous oh, overseas yeah. in Sweden or something like that, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> Of uh, Mark, he'd be like going crazy about this right now because he likes the heavy rock yeah. music. Oh, it's it's yeah. heavy, like to the fact that I can't even listen. I don't even know what they're saying because it's just like all like from their gut, right? It just seems like it's just, but it gets me fired up, and I just always feel so good lifting heavy and just sweating and you know letting everything out on the on the gym floor, right? Um, yeah. But yeah, back to the original point about other people. Um, so during this last uh, COVID shutdown, because um, we had been closed for the other three shutdowns, because uh, we had four lockdowns, there was a third one here, sorry, there was like a mid one between the three big lockdowns and there was another one in Simcoe County. Anyways, so we had been locked down for four times total and the last time we got locked down we were like, listen, we just opened this place, we have to pay, you know, $10,000 a month in rent between the two businesses, mm. we can't afford to shut down, we couldn't qualify for the the rental, um, whatever the government was giving because we were a new business, right? So we were like, we have to do something. So um, we did a lot of research and um, we found um, what's called the Accessibility for Ontarians with Disabilities Act. Um, and that's how we were able to stay open over this past lockdown, which has been what, since like, I don't know, March or something like March, that, something yeah. crazy, right? So, uh, yeah, so we were like, you know what, we have to stay open. So we found this, um, I guess you could call it a loophole. Um, so we found it and um, we required all of our current clients and anyone new um, to get a doctor's note. Uh, well, it, it had to be from a registered health practitioner. So it could be from a doctor, therapist, physiotherapist, uh, chiropractor, RMT, etc. Anyway, so I'd say, you know, a large amount of clients were able to get notes from one of those providers but you know some people couldn't so we probably lost about 20 percent of our hmm. um clientele right off the bat right and then um 
Uh, and so a lot of people got their notes for physical reasons, um, but a lot of people got, like, let's say 50-50, the other 50 got their notes um, for mental health reasons. Um, people need needed a gym to stay, you know, mentally fit through, even through all of this, right? Like through mm-hmm. COVID and lockdowns and, you know, being essentially like locked away from the world and seeing people and so people literally use these sessions as their therapy sessions so it's and not only does it provide you with mental health therapy it provides you with like physical therapy so you leave there feeling like on top of the world like I always promise clients and I said I know you're not supposed to usually promise things like this but I promise people when they leave my studio you will feel good like you'll feel on top of the world your endorphins are kicked in you know, you're sweating or whatever, like you just, you know, or sometimes people also talk, like they use it as an actual therapy session. Um, and they talk to their trainer, they get to know them, you build a relationship with your with your um, trainer. And it's just, it's an all around just, it's an amazing atmosphere to be in. And that's why I just become so passionate about it. It's, it's truly amazing. And it's really changed my life for the better. That's awesome to hear. That's awesome. Yeah, I was Thank wondering you. how like COVID impacted things because I know that some uh, trainers and gyms have taken to like online kind of like training mm-hmm. or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Did you guys dabble in that at all uh, a little bit? Or uh, yeah, actually, I did. I didn't mention that, but um, so when we got locked down, we weren't allowed to have. Well, we weren't allowed to be open like at all like gyms weren't allowed to be open or any kind of indoor but then we found this like loophole we'll say and so we stayed open and you know we we were we were um we had to lose all of our boot camps because that's the one thing we made a concession with is because we can't our boot camps could hold up to eight eight ladies in the in the studio plus the trainer so that's nine people um so it was just we were like okay no like unless the girls could get doctor's notes but then we just thought you know that's too complicated to get 30 women's doctor notes or whatever, right? Um, so we started doing online um, Zoom classes, like a Zoom boot camp, essentially. So we just said, uh, actually, originally we started it, um, it was right when, so there's this charity in Aurelia, it's called the Charlie's Run. Every year they run it and the proceeds go to the neonatal um, OB unit at Aurelia Soldiers Memorial Hospital. Um, so we thought, why don't we run these boot camps for free and people can start donating to the Charlie's run. So we started it and we thought, you know, like there was three of us, there was myself, my uh, partner, Joe, and, uh, one of our employees, Kendall. Um, and we started doing these boot camps for free and girls were donating and people heard about it. We put it all over Instagram and we actually ended up making $1,500, um, that we donated to the Charlie's run. So that nice. was just like, I'm getting goosebumps talking about it. Cause it was just such a great feeling like we're just like you know we're out there we're helping these women you know stay sane stay fit during the lockdown over zoom like so it's not the same right it's not as personable obviously but you know we got it done and uh yeah it was it was amazing that was around the end of april yeah it was because i had to go off for a bit and i had the baby so i had to go off for a bit um (laughs) but yeah we uh we did zoom classes and then after we did about i think we did about three weeks of free classes almost every night Um, we started charging like only 10 bucks a class and then, you know, that was, it wasn't like we didn't make a lot of money, but it it was, it meant a lot to the women that we were still having them. Um, cause it it was kind of like a lot of them used it as an accountability factor too. Right. So like they, you know, they could sit at home and watch whatever Netflix or whatever, like we all do, but 
they could do that or they could get up for an hour and sit and you know look silly on camera in front of 20 other girls or however many there were so yeah so that's what we dabbled in um online with and we also offer like online um, programs and nutritional programs and stuff like that um but yeah that's that's how we got the zoom classes started so that was pretty cool <laughs> it's amazing how people diversified and <clears throat> started trying all these new things online i was working the henry's chat when everything kind of hit the fan and uh everybody literally I'd say seven out of 10 chats were people trying to find webcams and, you know, lighting systems, the ring mm -hmm. lights and all that kind of stuff so that they can go online. Yeah. It was, thank, thank God that it, this all happened when we have internet. I mean, if this had happened in the eighties, right. It could have been a completely yeah. different in the nineties. Right. So <clears throat> yeah, I think we yeah, all definitely. fared as well as we, uh, we could have during this and you excelled. I mean, not only did you come out of the whole COVID situation with a better studio, a better place to work in, big, huge location, uh, but you were also able to have people there, like you say, with the notes. And then you were doing outside stuff. With the, mm -hmm. I saw a lot of photos, your social media. I, I, mm -hmm. I watch. I watch. Yep. Of course, I'm proud of you. Um, yep. All the women outside <laughs> on the, with their mats all spaced out in good distance. I mean, everything looked like you were doing yes. it perfectly. Yeah. Um, I'm very... Uh, careful with the whole COVID okay. thing. I, as Aurora knows, I'm kind of a little bit mm, <laughs> when it comes to um, the whole. But it's a good way to be. You know, it's better <laughs> it, to be safe than sorry. Right? It's kept me but, safe so far. But yeah. when I was watching yeah. your your yeah. fitness stuff, I'm like, is it? No, it's perfect. Like everybody is properly spaced out. Everybody looks like, and you're outside, yeah. and everybody's having fun. Yeah. So kudos to you for keeping that Thank going. You. Thanks. Um, yeah. Well, as soon as we were able to do, as soon as outdoor fitness became like allowed in one of the stages, I think it was stage one, we were like, okay, outdoor boot camps, let's do it. So then I think we did the first one on a Saturday and it was incredible. Uh, like I can't even say like, you know, like we had some of our regulars, actually, well, all of them were regulars at the time and uh everyone showed up everyone's happy to be there everyone's you know like loved seeing people in person and like exercising with each other it just felt amazing we had the music blasting outside it was sunny you know it was just it was fantastic i just i can't get enough of it and uh and um so i do the videos like every night we take videos now we were doing boomerang before but it became too much so we do videos now so like when i do the videos i just um put them all in my story on instagram and then i tag all the girls and there's usually the outdoor classes we had 10 girls per class and it was crazy like you know every night and the vibes are so good because everyone is so encouraging and motivating of one another you know there's no judgment like i have women that are starting for the first their first time in fitness you know ever or or like their first time in years or whatever and then i've got girls that you know work out five or six days on their own a week but everyone kind of like comes together cohesively as a team kind of thing and like everyone's cheering each other on and it's just the atmosphere is incredible. Like I just can't say any, any like good, too many good things about it. Right. So. Sounds yeah. like you're building a whole community up there. People who are, you know, just keeping everybody going, keeping everybody happy, lifting everybody up instead of, you know, dragging people down like so many yeah. people do. So where are you doing Definitely. this by the way, just out of curiosity and like a like public park or. Um, so we, yeah. where we are right now, we're in a new commercial, um, like, I guess, 
I don't know what you would call it, like a commercial parking lot with a bunch of other commercial buildings, uh, restaurants and whatnot. So we have a big part of the parking lot that is, it was essentially vacant at the time because our two units next to us haven't even moved in yet. That's how new it is. And uh, the unit next to us on the other side is a dental office. So most evenings um, that we do boot camp and on Saturdays and Sundays, there's no one there. So we would like take over the whole parking lot kind of thing and just do them there. And it was, it's been really cool. So and actually, it's funny because where we are in the parking lot, you can see Taco Bell. Wimpy's, Pizza Hut, Twisted Indian, <laughs> and St. Louis Wings, and you're you're looking at this and you're, while you're working out, or they're or they're looking at you while they're eating, right? So it's kind of funny, <laughs> like just to see like the difference, right? But uh, it's been oh, good for advertising, is, I guess. <laughs> that's dangerous. That's like, yeah. hey, just work out so you can just go over there and have one of exactly, those yeah. blooming yeah. onions or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know There's that's also right. Also, Starbucks do. in the same plaza too, so. Yeah, it's, it's dangerous. <laughs> that's why it's good you're there, because everybody that's eating all that food can end up just stopping at your place afterwards. Exactly, yeah. Working it all yeah. off. There you go. Yes, yep. Um, social media, how much do you love social media? Like, I know you said you use it a lot, but are you, like, the kind of person that you're, you're thinking of your grid, you're thinking of um, all the different colors that are consistent or and all that kind of stuff? Like, you putting, like – five hours of thought into this kind of stuff or are you just kind of experiencing the day capturing the moments and putting it out there for everybody to see mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah i'd say that that's more like me um i don't i actually that's funny that you asked that because i was thinking the other day i was i was looking through someone's feed i said there every single picture looks the same and it looks cool like the aesthetic of it looks amazing like they have the same filter or the same preset on every single picture in their feed and it does look neat and they look at mine i'm like you know there's bordered pictures and there's collages and there's like you know whatever and I, there's no rhyme or reason to it whatsoever and like you said I'm just kind of living in the moment I feel like posting about it and I'll make a post and like I have um you know a lot of a lot of my Instagram my personal Instagram is my babies so like it, they pretty much take over um that and then I have a couple fitness posts as well um and then I have my two, there's the two business accounts that we share. So there's the uh, HQ Fit Studio one and the Boss uh, Aurelia one. So um, those are, again, both of those as well are just kind of like post as it goes. Like there's no rhyme or reason to the pages. Um, and I really like doing the stories for bootcamp. And I just recently learned how to do reels. <laughs> so I didn't know what an Instagram, like I've watched them, like they're hilarious. I like watching them, but I had no idea how to make it. So I just made my first reel the other day. It was a bootcamp reel. And I was like, oh, this looks pretty cool. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dabble in that a little bit longer and see how it goes. Um, yeah, and that's pretty much it. Like I don't, there's, I don't think about much of that stuff, actually. Not much. <laughs> what about the thought that goes into all this on you there? on your tattoos that you have because I don't remember you oh, having tattoos. tattoos and um, now all of a sudden you've got these amazing tattoos. Yeah, I have uh, oh, this is a lion. You can't really see it that Ooh, well. There, yeah, cool. So that's my lion. Um, the reason why I got the lion is uh, you, uh, you know, my grandpa Bill, right? You remember him? Absolutely. Yeah. So he, he's probably my favorite person on this planet or was. And I understand um, why he was the sweetest yeah, man alive. Absolutely. He really was. He was absolutely incredible. So, um, 
this I'll cut the short story short, but uh, he was uh, in the hospital and he happened to see my, I have a big, huge tiger tattoo down my side. It's massive. It takes over my whole rib cage. It really hurt. Um, and he <laughs> no said, kidding. what's that? On your side, because he saw it. I'm like, oh, my grandpa sees my tattoo. Like, uh, I'm like, I got a tattoo. And and he sees it. He's like, whoa, like, that's big because it's not a little one. Like, literally, is my entire side. So he goes, uh, what did you get a tiger for? And I said, oh, like, I, it's my favorite animal. I've just always loved tigers. And and I said, what's your favorite animal? Because I I guess I'd never asked him that before. And the way he answered, like, his voice was, like, the sweetest thing. He said, my favorite animal? He's like, a lion. And I was like, oh, like, it was just so matter of fact. And I was like, okay. Um, and then unfortunately, he passed away um, a, few, a couple months later. And I just I knew ever since that day when he said a lion that I needed to get a lion tattoo. So I, I got the lion tattoo from Chronic Inc. in Markham. And, uh, and I actually found an old birthday card uh, that he wrote Love Grandpa Bill. And so I had him like take it from the birthday or like trace it or whatever they do. And his signature is, or his signature is right there. Well, you know, oh, nice. Right there. So it says nice. love Grandpa Bill. Yeah. So it's, oh. it's, it's probably my, well, it's my most meaningful tattoo for sure. Well, I have another meaningful one too, but, um, but yeah, so that's why I got that one. And then everything else. So just um, my poppy, uh, I can't really see it. There's a poppy there. <laughs> Can you see it? On the side. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, there's a poppy. Um, that's from um, before we had our first son. We had two pregnancy losses, so that's for um, to remember them that. by. Um, and actually, Jordan also has a poppy tattoo. Thank you. Uh, well, it's we, it's not really like I don't obviously advertise it, but um, yeah, we we had an ectopic pregnancy, and then eight months later we had a miscarriage, and then we didn't think that we could conceived children so you know I just said I give up like I don't want to try anymore this is too frustrating and we went on a trip to Florida and it happened finally so that's all it takes a trip to Florida throw stress out the window (laughs) and you just go live your life yeah literally like we just you know we went down there you know like with the intention of just having fun right because we had kind of went through a really bad year uh the year before uh with with the two pregnancy losses and I said you know what, I'm done trying. Let's just go have some fun. So, uh, yeah. So then uh, nine months later, we had our first son. That's amazing. uh, That really goes to show you how your mental health can affect everything. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is right there exactly the reason why mental health is so important. Because the minute you let it go, the minute you were able to just, you know, just do for yourself and Jordan, um, Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. congratulations. Thank Thank you. That's great. Thank you. Um, we talked about your parents cause I know Dwayne and Robin love them. They're like, they were like, I don't want to call them like parents to me. They were like brothers and sisters to me because they're really, yeah. there's only like 10 years apart. Um, but uh, my life wouldn't be anything at all with, without Dwayne and then living with Dwayne and Robin, um, and seeing the way Robin raised you and seeing how, she, how active parenting is supposed to be was mm-hmm. really eye opening. Um, so when it comes to your parents, you mentioned how they wouldn't like it. You thought they wouldn't like it if you went into being a police officer. How did they react? Mm-hmm. How did, and I could imagine Dwayne be like, oh, cool. And then Rob would be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> is, is, is that Pretty close? Actually, it, it, um, it was more of the opposite, actually. Um, my huh. dad was more concerned and he was like, well, that's dangerous. Are you sure you want to be a police officer? You know, and I'm like, yeah, like I really do. And 
my mom was like all for it because one of her best friends was a police officer. Actually, a couple of her best friends, my parents' friends were, were police officers. And she was like, yeah, I'd love you to be a police officer. And then and then when she found out I was going to Halliburton, because we had a cottage in Wilberforce, uh, which is in Halliburton County, she was like, oh, now you can come visit us. And it's actually a funny story. So they were snowmobiling up in Dorset, Ontario, which is part of my service area. And uh, she's like, come visit us. We're at a restaurant. Um, we're snowmobiling. We snowmobiled too. I said, sure, no problem. I walk in in uniform and I'm not even lying. Like five minutes later, the restaurant was empty. Like <laughs> it was hilarious. My mom's like, wait, wait, to like kick everyone out of the restaurant. I'm like, well, like, you know, they see the uniform, they think I'm here. Meanwhile, I'm just there to like see my mom and give her a hug and say, I love you kind of thing. Right. So yeah. Buzzkill Cassie. That's all you are. <laughs> That's so interesting. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Brian, uh, something that yeah. actually and not every many. Time, like, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no worries. Not many people know this about me. When I was in elementary school, I think it was like grade six or grade seven, we had a visitor police officer to the school. And he talked about how it was like a good job and like, you know, all these things. And I'm like, oh maybe one day I could do that, right? So I go home to my parents and I'm like, oh, you know what? There's a police officer at, at school today. And I, I I thought it was a pretty good job. He was very like encouraging about everything. And both of them were very freaked out. Um, so <laughs> I, uh, I, I don't know. I was just a little kid at the time and I knew later on in life that that wasn't the thing for me, obviously, but um, <laughs> it was one of those things that it was kind of like a scary moment uh, to even just bring up to somebody who cared about you. Um, so I, I, I definitely respect that uh, uh, about you. I'm sure that it would have been kind of frightening the first time you brought it up to them um, <laughs> because it is a, yeah. it is a risky job. That's for mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. um so mm -hmm. yeah. yeah i've been i've been in some hairy situations that's for sure <laughs> yeah so i what, even did uh, two deployments like... sorry what were you saying oh i i was just saying um i've even done two deployments in like a northern reserve uh like lion reserve so i've done two of those they were two weeks at a time and that was pretty wild when i went up there <laughs> oh wow oh. I, I i was just gonna ask like what's it like like working in the field like that, like just in general for, you know, the day-to-day -day kind of job or, um, you know, yeah, even kind of dealing with more difficult kind of situations. Yeah, like, I mean, like I was saying earlier, you are only seeing people on their worst day, right? So, and every single day is different. Like, you know, one day from six o'clock in the morning, when you start your shift till noon, you could be, you know, grabbing coffee, driving around, you know, patrolling or whatever, or you could be responding to a motor vehicle collision where someone just died like five minutes into your shift. Like it was just, it's the craziness wow. between, you know, like one extreme to the next is just, is absolutely insane. Like I've gone from, like I said, driving around, drinking coffee to all of a sudden lights and sirens to a domestic or a mental health call or um missing person or break in or you name it right like it's it's pretty wild um and like i said before you're seeing people you're seeing everyone on their worst and no one not a lot of people like the police let's just say right even the people that call you 
they like to think that they know how to do your job for you. So when mm. you come, they criticize you and they call you names and all that stuff. And you're like, well, you call us for help, you know? So, and that's another thing is like, you know, I got into this job because I really wanted to help people. Um, but you don't really, you do help people, but it's a very thankless job. And I don't expect to get a pat on the back or a parade or a cookie every time I do something nice for someone, but it's very thankless, you know, like, and whether it's someone who has suffered a serious trauma, I understand obviously that th a thank you is not at the top of their mind at that time, but it's the other people where you think would be more thankful. Um, I don't really, like, I don't want to give any examples, but just like, any kind of victim that you had gotten away from a situation or whatever, you'd think they'd be a little more thankful for, you know, the police and, you know, like everything we did to help them. But then a lot of people just, they don't like, not a lot of people say thank you. So I'm pretty sure I got a lot. I've gotten a lot of thank yous actually giving speeding tickets more than I have helped actually helping someone. So if that says anything. <laughs> Interesting. Wow. Um, mm -hmm. It sounds a lot like, like working I, retail yeah. actually. <laughs> it sounds like every day now different in our store. levels yeah. but yep. <laughs> yeah. the only difference is we're likely not to get shot so yeah, yeah. and people or, come in because they want to see you right most of the time yeah, unless their yeah. camera breaks or yeah <laughs> no I'm not comparing I'm not yeah. even I'm joking yeah. I'm totally joking <laughs> um, how do you how do you find to how do you find the ability to keep empathy for situations like that um, I would imagine that it could, I mean, you've been doing it for 10 years now. So have you found yourself mm -hmm. feeling a little jaded mm -hmm. at times? Like everybody talks about, um, you know, the police just being jaded and, and acting aggressively rather than thinking. And, and yeah. I would imagine that that's all, that all comes back to having empathy for who you're dealing with. How do you find, and is there training by the police yeah, to, yeah. to help you with that? Um, well, yeah, like, I mean, obviously with empathy, like, you kind of have to have similar life circumstances. Like, when I first got a job, I was only 25. Um, I'm dating myself. <laughs> when I first got a job, I was only 25. Um, but, uh, you know, like, you know, I was only 25, so I didn't really see that much at that time, right? I had never seen, like, a dead person before. I had never dealt with a violent domestic or even, like breaking in or anything like that right so the more experience i got um while being in halliburton and then in Aurelia has just been you know you develop this empathy because you've seen it before amongst other people and, and yeah i just it's been, it's pretty crazy um you know you go to like you can develop empathy or sorry, you can show empathy at like every call you go to. Right. Um, some of them are obviously like, you're a lot more empathetic for, for them. Um, you know, some people will call and say, someone broke into my car and you're like, well, did you leave it open? And they're like, yep. So you're saying, well, technically they didn't break in and they just opened it up. And yeah. We have, we have, so, we have an expression for that. It's, we just simply go, yeah, dumb. Yeah, yep. yeah, pretty yeah, much. Dumb. Like it's like, well, I don't really have empathy for you because like you left your car open. Like so, you know, and it happens. Like it's happened to me before too. So um but yeah, it's just I guess I guess it's just the experience that I've gained over the last ten years, all the different calls I've been to. Um, you just kinda you learn how to you learn how to deal with it, I guess. because um, we see a lot, right? So like I was saying, like, you know, I saw my first dead person, I think, like, I don't know, 
five weeks on the job or something. And it's crazy because at first you're like, this isn't real. Like, it's just, it looks like a movie set kind of thing, but you're like, no, this is real. Like this is, it's just, it's wild. It's, it's a crazy concept, but, uh, well, I quickly had to learn it. Right. And, and had to, um, process everything that was going on. Right. So yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it for that. So being a police officer, I mean, that's like a totally male dominated world still, isn't it? Like, do you find it's difficult? We just Mm -hmm. actually tonight right now is, um, airing the the show that's airing right now while we're recording this is Mm -hmm. uh christina the the executive chef and we were talking about how in that world it's a very male dominated world now i would only imagine in your world it's more so how do you handle that um well actually in my first detachment that i worked at halliburton i was the only female officer there for the better part of my time there so for almost two years i was the only female police officer so that was, it's pretty crazy, right? Because people look at you and, and like back then I was 10 years younger. So I looked a little younger and, uh, you know, people would call me like baby pig and like baby bacon. I'm just like, really? Like, like people that you're dealing with would call me these names because, you know, everyone calls a police officer that and yeah. they thought it was funny, but you know, you're always dealing, but then like everyone that you work with is like almost like your big brother, right? So everyone looked out for you. Um, but you kind of like, you have to develop your own kind of like persona, right? Because sometimes there'd be times where I'd be on one side of the county working and I'd have to go to a call that, you know, not necessarily would be super dangerous, but I'd be showing up by myself and people would be like, oh, you know, kind of take it because I'm only five foot four, you know, and there's some officers that I work with are six ten. They have a lot more presence than I do. So yeah. I kind of had to work on like my presence. Um, and on the note that you were talking about earlier about how um, uh, I forget what you said about uh, how we talk to people or something like that. Um, I just talk to people the way that I would personally want to be talked to, you know, when people raise their voice at me, I'm like, why are you yelling at me? Like, I'm not yelling at you. So please don't yell at me. Like I talk to them very matter of fact, and I talk to them as if like, as if they were my family or something like that right and even if they're yelling at me calling me names i'm like okay why are you being rude like i'm not being rude to you i kind of hang on hang on on on. you know (laughs) hang on hang on i've heard you talk to jen i've heard you talk to erica do you talk (laughs) to them like that i mean just (laughs) sometimes i'm sarcastic i like it it comes out sometimes but it's just you know you just kind of got to feel out the situation if it's someone that you can be sarcastic around but some people take serious offense to that right so you got to really totally. read the situation and be good at that and mm-hmm. yeah so it's yeah it's pretty wild <laughs> and it's, it's probably even more so these days it seems like everybody's on edge to a different level like we have one of our employees who is very um animated uh he, he's he's very silly at times with his customers and some customers take it as that and he gets like five star reviews i love this guy and other people are like what are you you talking to me you know like you you must have that uh, (laughs) heightened aggression these days from covid people that you'd have to do i actually mind you you've you've been on mat leave for a while so you probably haven't had to deal with a whole lot of covid police stuff no 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 that's a good thing because i only went back to work for yeah I only had to go back to work for three months between the two babies. So when I went back to work, I was already like seven months pregnant. So I was went straight to the de- like desk duty, basically. Um, mm-hmm. I was on modified duties and I wasn't wearing a uniform. So I didn't really deal with like anything like to do with COVID, right? So I don't even know what it would be like as a police officer right now in COVID times, right? So 
when do you go back? Uh, I go back April next year, April 2022. Oh, good. So you've got lots of time. Focus in on the yeah. HQ fit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> What's that exactly. tra transition yeah. going to be like? Yeah. Because I guess you're doing um, the, uh, what's it called? The uh, fitness training, like a good chunk of your time now. Um, How is yep. that going to be like when you go back to work? Just curious. Um, so actually right before I went on mat leave the first time, um, I was working shift work, um, pretty much my entire career up until May, 2019 when I went on light duty. So when I was on light duties, um, I applied for a position as a court officer. Um, so that's the officer that you see in the courthouse, um, you know, that's dealing with either provincial court or criminal court, um, and uh, that's a that's a Monday to Friday kind of administrative role as opposed to working shift work. So I managed to compete for that job and I got it prior to going on mat leave. So when I get back from mat leave, it's still my job. So there's been like someone filling into the position right now. Um, so when I get back, I think it'll be a little bit more, it'll be a little easier to um, kind of transition into an administrative hourly week rather than a shift worker week. Um, because shift work, you're working, you know, 60 hours in five days and it's just, it's crazy. I couldn't imagine working that and then coming home and, you know, raising my boys. Like, it's just, it would be nuts, right? Cause you're, I would be gone from 530 in the morning till sometimes 615, whatever, 630 at night and, or more because you end up working overtime almost every shift just for all the stuff that you're dealing with through the day. Um, yeah. So, uh, I ended up getting this administrative job or like I'm still a police officer I'm still in uniform but it's just administrative hours I guess you could say so I think that the transition will be a little better because then I can still focus on my family and our business on weeknights and weekends essentially so okay cool so you kind of do like the the weeknight and, and weekends for the the fitness studio that's awesome yeah 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 when it was in our basement here I would run boot camps whenever I was off of work so I'd have or if I was on a day shift I'd run it later that night so um I am used to working like you know oh I've always I've always had two to three jobs at a time so it's not like too crazy for me to work you know like 15 16 hour days sometimes so that's actually another thing I know that Robin and Dwayne uh would instill I mean from day one they teach you responsibility they teach you to take care of yourself they teach you to get a job and you know contribute yeah a uh, lot of respect for Dwayne and Robin. Love those guys. Definitely. Um, the training that you went through <laughs> to be a teacher, how much did that help you with HQ Fit? Yes. Um, well, that was so long ago before I found my passion for fitness. So I went to Brock University when I was 18, I think, 19 maybe. So, like, so that was like 14 years ago right so it was a long time and and honestly it was just like the beginning year was just it wasn't really teachers college yet. it was just your bachelor of i think i was taking bachelor of arts at the time so it was all very basic um but i mean i did do placements like with teachers and stuff like that so i i honestly when i started boot camps myself i just started to teach them as if like i well i'd never done it before i, I hadn't even been to a boot camp before to be honest 
and I just started doing it. I, you know, you research workouts and then, you know, I figured out like a timing regime that I would do for boot camps and all that kind of stuff and everything just kind of worked together. And I do my boot camps in 60 minutes and, you know, I've finessed things along the way. Um, but yeah, it's, I think I kind of had to develop my own way of like being a teacher, I guess you could say. Um, Makes sense. But also like I was also um, a, a coach officer as well for a rookie. Um, so she started with me. This was a while ago too. It was a few years ago. She started with me and I became like a coach officer for the first time. So that was pretty interesting too. Yeah. I know that you find your own way. Like I never went to school for any kind of teaching or anything like that, but with day tripper, you know, you find what works, you find what's absorbed. You, you kind of, like you say, you get their timing, right? Um, the mm-hmm. presentations yeah. end up being refined Absolutely, over time. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Okay. We are almost out. We've got about 10 minutes before the end of the okay. hour. Um, we've got a couple questions for you. Yeah. I asked you earlier, um, one of the things we do is we have our guests issue a challenge to our viewers, listeners, whatever you want to call them. Um, any challenge at all, something that you feel may improve their world through your experience. What, have you given any thought to that? Do you have a challenge that you'd like to issue? Yeah. So recently we just uh, held a challenge. It was a 30 day challenge. So you do 30 minutes of cardio and 30 every day for 30 days. So we had amazing feedback on it and it could be anything. You could go for a walk, a hike, rollerblading, swimming, kayaking, um, biking, any, anything, as long as you know, you're getting your heart rate up and you're going for 30 minutes for 30 days in a row. And the feedback we got was, unreal like the ladies and uh, there was a couple men doing it too they just love it right it gives you some sort of like motivation for every day to and it, and also like a lot of people were saying you know they've gone on walks after dinner with their family that they wouldn't have done before or they've you know gone for bike rides or they've gone for swims or, or whatever right and they just said like it's nice because you kind of like you put your phone away for a bit or you go you know for a nice relaxing dinner or walk with your family after dinner and you see the sunset or you see the sunrise or, you know, just nice. It was really nice. So I challenge your listeners to do 30 minutes of cardio for the next 30 days consecutively. And yeah, see how it goes. You'll be honestly, you'll be amazed at how you feel after. I'm going to try and do that myself. I need to. And the point that you made earlier yeah. about the, you know, when you have lower back pain or noses, I've, I've got like crazy lower back pain all the time. It's better now. I've, I've, I've kind of fixed it, but yep. nonetheless, you're right. It's all the other muscles around it, the core, the, the glutes, everything else around that uh, you need to build Absolutely. up to support. Yep. Right. So it's all part of it. I got to mm-hmm. I got to do it. I, I wish I was closer to where you are. I'd come up and work with you guys. <laughs> Honestly, I was thinking the same thing. Oh man, thing. that'd be awesome. Like, you, you sound Good. very in, inspirational and um, the type, you know, you. I've always, I've always had kind of like a, a tough time with like health and fitness uh, with like school stuff and other things mm-hmm. in my life. And I have a couple like health issues that I don't really like talking a whole lot about. Uh, but like the way that you've talked about these programs mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. there's people who are just starting out um, and uh, there's people who are like more advanced in that type of yep. thing. And you're all kind of like supporting each other as a team. Yeah. I really, really like that uh, idea and that aspect to it. Uh, oh, Where'd you go? Oh, <laughs> hopefully she'll be back. Hopefully. <laughs> there she is. Sorry. I don't know what happened there. It, yeah, it did. It just turned off. Yeah. <laughs> 
Right. Uh, well, did yours do that sorry, too? Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, just on your end. Oh, yeah. okay. sorry about that. That's okay. okay. Um, yeah, so I was just saying that I think that it's a really good uh, environment to kind of be in, very supportive kind of thing. And yes, uh, I yeah. feel like it's very inclusive. Yeah, that's key. So Especially I think that this for a challenge would be good to good to try for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's amazing. It seems easy enough, you know. <laughs> yes, yeah. Like honestly, you can do anything like for thirty minutes. Just do it consecutively for thirty days, and you'd be amazed at even like your the sense of accountability you'll feel for yourself. You're like, okay, I'm doing this challenge. I don't want to get off the couch. I want to keep watching this Netflix show because it's so good. But I need to do thirty minutes. Just go for a walk for thirty minutes. Anyone can do anything for thirty minutes, right? So yeah. Awesome. Okay. Two more questions for you, Cast, and yeah. we'll let you go. Uh, first question, uh, what's your jam? What, what, I know you kind of mentioned some music earlier, um, yeah. but specifically, what song can you listen to without fail, never want to skip it, never want to move past it? It makes you feel great every time you hear it. <laughs> um, honestly, <laughs> like my current song that I like listening to. Yeah, Kickstart My Heart, Marley Crew. No, okay. <laughs> it's, it's actually called, it's really, it's called People Equals Shit. <laughs> and it's my <laughs> It is my absolute jam. When I put that song on, I feel like I can lift anything and it feels phenomenal. <laughs> I'm going to have so, to listen to that. Just, it's really good and it just like gets you really fired up. I just like, I listened to it today actually. I was doing some deadlifts and I was like, I need to listen to this song. Like, it's amazing. And there's also one more song that's called Demolisher. And it's uh, by a band. It's I believe it's a Russian death metal band called, um, oh, shoot, what's it called? Slaughter to Prevail. That's what it's called. That's the band name. <laughs> so it's okay. pretty intense. But, yeah, it's a really, it's a really good, like, I, I don't know if any of your listeners are death metal people, but it's, like, honestly, it's become, like, my 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 jam. Seriously. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> that's the neat thing about our show is there's no – listener i mean it's yeah every, it's everybody you know like we have four yeah. different diverse hosts and we have yeah. we've had all kinds of different musicals tastes and guests and stuff have you ever heard of the band uh ginger no i don't think so look it up okay. have a listen it's a okay. female singer and if you get the right song she's singing very melodic very pretty voice like wow i like this there's a lot of bit of a yeah. jazz riff and stuff like that on the drums yeah. a lot of talent going on and all of a sudden she breaks into the death metal and I, oh my gosh, that's awesome. yeah, ginger, ginger <laughs> okay. is called. All right, I'll look. It when up. you were talking about death metal earlier, I was thinking mm -hmm. she has to do a reaction to this song because yes. it's pretty <laughs> incredible. Like it, you, you can't even. I can't even describe the reaction that I got when I realized yeah. that it was her voice coming, yeah. <laughs> coming well, out. Me too. Wild. Jordan's shown me music videos of women death metal singers and i'm like holy like that is talent <laughs> like that is yeah. pure talent well, yeah when you hear her sing i mean when when she's singing yeah it's talent it's amazing yes. like yeah. i'm like wow yeah. she's got a great voice and she actually says it's harder to do the death metal singing than it is to do the real singing because you know yeah you, you can't burn your throat out it's right anyway right. check it out check it Okay, okay, next question. Uh, last question of the mm -hmm. conversation. Uh, possibly, I don't know, we can ask other questions after. It doesn't matter. Um, one of the things in the world of photography that a lot of people do is they kind of do what's in your bag. You know, everybody opens their camera bag and they start talking about all the cool stuff they have. Uh, yep. I find that to be not quite in line with 
mental health. <laughs> you know, it's yep. like, hey, yep. buy stuff, whatever. So what we've done in our show is we have something called tools of the trade. Okay. Something that you use day in and day out that just makes your world better. It can be a product. It can be an idea. It can be a concept. It can be anything that you use pretty much all the time that just makes your day-to-day -day better. Um, honestly, I'd have to say making an hour, at least an hour or just an hour, whatever you can do for yourself once a day, just, just you. So for me, like I said earlier, I put my headphones on, I go into that gym and for that hour, it is my space. It's I'm letting everything out on the floor kind of thing. I don't really think about anything. I just like, I turn the music up, I put the weight stacks up and I just, I lift and I feel incredible. So it, it's the days when I don't get to work out. I feel like I, I feel it honestly. Like I, the other day I didn't work out. It was last Friday. I just couldn't get anyone to watch the kids for the hour. So I didn't work out that day and I just felt like crap. And then the next day I finally got to lift in the morning and I just, it's amazing the feeling you get from a workout. It's, it's absolutely insane. Like I, there's like, I, that's been my saving grace for the past, you know, six or seven years. So that's, that's the one thing I would say is definitely carve out an hour a day where you can just focus on yourself. Cause that's really important um, for mental health and uh, yeah, totally. for sanity. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yep. Well, thank you so much, Cassie. I really, really can't thank you enough for being here with us. Um, love hearing your story. I'm so proud of you. Uh, I, I just, you. I wish you all the best and, you know, good luck with the, the studio and stay safe with policing. Thank you uh, and, so much. you know, again, for the two babies that you have, congratulations. And Jordan seems like a great <laughs> guy. You. So good thank for all you. good things for you, man. That's awesome. Thank you very much for having me. I had, I really oh, enjoyed welcome. it. It was awesome. It's nice talking about yourself for a change, right? It, it is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody talks about themselves enough. You gotta, yeah, you gotta be able to give yeah. yourself some credit, you know, take, take yeah. a little bit of appreciation for some of the amazing Absolutely. things that you've been doing. Yeah. Thanks so much for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. And thank you for being a police officer. I know you might not hear yeah. it enough, but uh, I have a lot of respect for police officers and I've, you know, call it whatever you want. I've never had a, a bad situation. And uh, mm -hmm. in my experience, if you're straightforward and honest with who you're talking to, you're going to get the yep. same back. So yeah, exactly. Let's, let's hope. Yeah, you just treat people the way you want to be treated. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you for everything being on the show and uh, really inspirational chat. And thank you for thank you. what you do as a, as a police officer. Thank um, you. I, I think that there's like a lot of negative uh, things in social media and a negative mm -hmm. con connotation to police officers in general. Um, but uh, I think that's, it, you know, from experience of the, the little few um, that, you know, maybe not do their job as well as they could, because there's so many great police officers out there um, mm -hmm. do their job very well and, yes. and take, uh, it's those you know, bad take, apples that give the rest of us a bad name. So. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think the, the thing is, is that people need to realize that it's only a few <laughs> that are like exactly. that in yeah. comparison yeah. to the grand scheme of things. Yeah. So, definitely. Um, yeah. All right. Thank well, <laughs> that's it for us. Thank you, Cassie. Thank you thank again, you Aurora, so for being here this week. And thank you to all of you who've watched and listened to this podcast. I hope you felt that inspiration that I feel every time I see some of the things that Cassie does. Mm -hmm. And uh, keep up the good work, everybody. And we'll see you all thank next you. week. Bye.
Ooh. Ooh. Ooh.